This podcast is brought to you by your friends at SkyrimBookClub.ca. Today's reading is brought to you by Raina C. To learn more about her work, visit Facebook.com slash Reads. You are now in the Arcanium, of which I am in charge. It might as well be my own little plane of oblivion. Disrupt my Arcanium, and I will have you torn apart by angry Atronachs. Enjoy the book. 36 Lessons of Vivek, Sermon 28 Then Vivek left Set to look after the dome-head demon and went back to the space that was not a space. From the provisional house he looked into the middle world to find the fifth monster, called the Ruddy Man. When the drows ruled the world, the Daedroth prince Malik Bal had been their chief. He took a different shape then, spiny and armored and made for the sea. Vivek, in giving birth to the many spawn of his marriage, had dropped an old image of Malik Bal into the world, a dead carapace of memory. It would not have been a monster if a Velothi child had not wanted to impress his village by wearing it. The ruddy man of the eight monsters was the least complicated. He made those who wore him into mighty killers and nothing more. He existed in the physical. Only geography makes him special. When Vivek found him near the boy's village, Anon Nisus, there was a violent clash of arms and an upheaval of the earth. Their battle created the West Gash. Wanderers that still go there hear still the sounds of it. Soared across the crust, the grunt of God, the snapping of his monster child's splintered legs. After his victory, Vivek took the shell of the ruddy man to the drows that had modified his mother, the queen of drows, whose name is not easy to spell, was in a period of self-incubation. Her wardens took the gift from Vivek and promised to guard it from the surface world. This is the first account of drows being liars. In ten years the ruddy man appeared again, this time near Tyr, worn by a wayward shaman who followed the House of Troubles. Instead of guarding it, the drows had imbued the living armor with mythic inflexibility. It molted soon after, skill-draping the shaman, and stretched his bones to the five corners. When Vivek met the monster in battle again, he saw the remains of three villages dripping from its feet. He took on his giant form and slew the ruddy man by way of the symbolic collage. Since he no longer trusted the Altmer of the sea, Vivek gave the carapace of the monster to the devout and loyal mystics of the number room. He told them, You may make of the ruddy man a philosopher's armor. The mystics began by wrapping one of their sages in the shells, a series of flourishes by two supernumerates, one hormonally tall and the other just under his arms. They ran around the carapace and through each other, applying holy resin drawn from the carcasses of the now useless numbers between twelve and thirteen. Golden straws were quickly struck through the mythic epidermal so the sage could breathe. After the ceremonial etchings were drawn into hardening resin, long lists of dead names and equations whose solutions were to be found in the mouth of the chimer inside. There came the illuminations, 
inscribed by the bright, terrible fingernail of Vivek. From the nail's tip flowed a searing liquid, filling the grooves of the ceremonial etchings. They bled out to form veined patterns about the sage shell that theologians would decipher forever after. The ending of the words is Omsivi.